guys, good morning. My name is Clark. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am the worship leader and the student uh, ministry director here at uh, CTK Ferndale. So uh, if you're new here, guys, welcome. Uh, like Rich said, we're going to be throwing things uh, for a loop here this morning, so we're not going to have a message. We're going to keep it informal. Uh, but if you are new here, this is actually normal for us because we don't do things normally in church. That's what I'm, I'm going to say that. We just don't do things normally. Um, I love what we get to do this morning because we get to hear stories of the things that God has done in the lives of just some of our family members here. And for us who call this place home, we consider CTK Ferndale family. And so this morning, like Rich said, uh, yeah, feel free to say amen, feel free to uh, clap and all that good stuff. Uh, but these guys are going to come up and they're going to share their hearts with you and they're going to share it as if they were talking to friends and family uh, instead of just telling you, hey, uh, my name is so-and-so and I am... You know, they're actually going to be sharing from their hearts. It's going to be super, super exciting. Uh, so I want to invite Bill and uh, Marta Guevara to come on up. Uh, I also want to invite John Garner and Yesenia Galindo to come on up as well. Don't look so sad, Yesenia. Come on. So come on up. And like I said in first service, I got some nice comfy chairs for you guys to sit on. And people are just going to s just stare at you the entire time. No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, this morning, man, it is, it is uh, such, a, such a great time where we can just share some of the things that have happened. And I got to tell you, 2016 has been, oh, wow, wow. The, just 2016 equals wow. Uh, uh, for some of us, it's just absolutely amazing and phenomenal. And for the rest of us, not so much. Um, yeah, uh, but we get to hear stories uh, just what has been happening. And some of these stories may actually uh, resonate with you. I want you to understand that uh, as we hear these stories and as we share, it is super amazing because I got to hear from the first service as well. And one of the biggest takeaways is uh, the stories revolve around family. The stories revolve around uh, things that are happening and hope and trust in the Lord. And so I am super excited to have you guys sharing again this morning, and uh, it's going to be a treat for everybody. So I want to invite John Garner to come on up. Uh, John is such an amazing young man. Did I call you a young man? I'm going to go, yeah, we'll call you a young man. John is such an amazing young man. Uh, he helps in the facilities ministry, uh, also does guest services, and now he's just uh, signed on to be uh, part of our video ministry back here. So uh, this guy does it all. And uh, if you need anyone to come pick you up, like if you're stuck in Sumas or, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. I thought I could get away with it second service. Uh, no, John is such a stand-up guy, and I'm super excited to have him share with you guys. So, John, I'm going to ask you that question. How has God worked in your life this past year? Can I, can I raise this up my eyes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As good as I used to be. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I can see that. All right, thanks, Clark. Well, if, uh, first of all, if you're like me, um, just you don't like all those. Every TV sh program, every TV network has a year in review segment. This, this week has been really bad. I don't ever watch those things. Uh, most of the news were bad enough to begin with. I don't want to review it, <laughs> you know. So um, I, will, I will spare you a lot of the details. Um, you know, I'd, uh, I'd like to say that 2016 was kind of like a uh, sailboat ride in the San Juan Islands on a warm, sunny day with a gentle breeze, but that's not the way life is. 
and God never promised it would be like that either. Uh, so uh, life is kind of like the weather, and I've said this a lot of times over the years. Uh, you're either in a storm, you're just coming out of a storm, or you're enjoying the calm waters and waiting for the next storm. You know, I, I think you guys can agree with that. Um, that's kind of the way 2016 was. Um, there was definitely some rough water, and there were some good, calm, blessful waters too. Uh, I lost a couple of good friends. Uh, one of them was Carl, that's set right over there in a wheelchair. Carl was pretty rough on the outside, uh, but he had a pure heart. Um, he'd had a rough life, uh, but he had a, a great heart. He taught me how to play cribbage, and we played a lot. Uh, another friend uh, I lost recently, his name was Ray. Uh, he's a he was a member of um, Christian Motorcycle Association chapter that I'm also a member of. Uh, we had coffee together every Wednesday morning with a lot of other old guys. Uh, he was a good friend, and, but Darlene and I also uh, welcomed in a new uh, great-grandson into the family, so that kind of uh, evened things out a little bit. That's kind of the way life is. Um, so like I said, everything was not uh, calm this last year, and I, I would be a phony if I uh, tried to stand up here and, and tell you otherwise. Uh, it was life. Uh, one of the hard things, um, Darlene and I went through this past year, our adult son, who has struggled with addiction all of his life, had been clean for a number of years, um, went way back into it um, this year, uh, deeper than he's ever been in his whole life. He used everything he could possibly get a hold of. He mixed everything together. It was really bad. I don't know if he was trying to kill himself, I, and that's a, that's a true statement, uh, but he almost did several times. Uh, he lost everything except his life and his family. Any type of material possession that he might have had, he lost. He lost his health. He damaged his brain. Uh, it was rough. Uh, like I said, he didn't lose his family or his life. His wife, um, his wife stuck with him, uh, and there were several times when we'd say, "Wow, I don't know, I don't know how she does it." Uh, we know now why she did it or how she did it. Uh, during this uh, during this year, our small group, lots of times, uh, lifted our son up in prayer. It's uh, it's really good to have a group of people that you can. Uh, share your uh, your hurts with and your joys and your praise and uh, in our small group the way we do it uh, we do everything a little different but um, we have at the end of the end of the group we have prayer requests and everybody writes them down and then we take them home and we pray for them during the week so it was really good to know that we had friends praying for us we could exchange emails it was just a, it's just a good thing. If you don't have a group of people like that, I really encourage you to, to find some. Uh, there was a lot of people praying for our son, like I said. Um, my wife and I, we totally, 100% believe that our son will come back to the Lord. The only problem with that, um, 
is everybody has a free will. And uh, he could do something uh, dumb, or one of his friends could do something dumb, and his life would be gone. So our, our prayer, it has been for quite a while, is that God would spare him long enough so that he can accept him when it's time. That God would keep him alive another day. Maybe today's the day. I don't know. But uh, that's our prayer for our son. One of the things we learned uh, this year, my wife and I, is that, like I said, God can use people even if they're not confessing Christians. And we saw that with our daughter-in-law. I'm sure that our son wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for her. She's not a Christian, uh, but God is using her. And, uh, so we've, that's a lesson that we've learned. And I, I, I'm going to say something else. Uh, Clark, Clark didn't tell me what I couldn't say. He didn't say I couldn't, couldn't say anything about political, because uh, I have a, a First Amendment right, so, okay. We'll go with that. Okay. Anyway, I, I believe that God, like I said, God can use people that aren't necessarily Christians. I think he's going to use our new president, Donald Trump, whether you voted for him, whether you like him or not, I don't, I don't, it doesn't really matter. I think God's going to use him. And I'm excited for what God's going to do this next year. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad a, a few people agree. So um, I, I don't want to leave you with the picture that life was uh, really bad in 2016 because it wasn't. Um, it, was, it was incredible to know that God was always there with us. And uh, we had some great times. Uh, like I mentioned I belong to a Christian writing group, CMA. And uh, one of the things we did last year, uh, we had our third, we call it an international ride. It's where the members from Canada come down and we take a four-day trip around the Olympic Peninsula. And the reason I'm telling you this, it's not just because it was a good ride. I mean, I w I've been on lots of good rides, but I wouldn't waste your time telling you about a good ride. I mean, that's not what... It's, uh, it was so much more than a ride. Uh, the ministry and God's presence was so much more. Um, it, was, it was pretty big. Um, what we did, what we do every year, we, we start out and we pick up uh, members from different chapters around the peninsula. Someone would ride for a day or two and someone would ride the whole way. And at one time I know I think we had over 65 uh, bikes one afternoon. And, but it, like I said, it was, it was really good. Kind of the way it, our ride went. In the morning, we'd start up with devotions. I could get up and have breakfast and have devotions. And then we'd, we'd, we'd head out for the day. Well, during the day, we would minister to just about everybody we came in contact with. We tried to. Uh, restaurants, gas stations, rest stops everywhere. Um, one, of the, one of the ways we did that, we, uh, we gave out these uh, million dollar bills. Okay. Um, they're very easy to give away. Everybody wants a million dollar bill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's kind of ironic. 
um, I pulled this one out of my pocket, and this this is a, a theme from uh, Star Wars, where it happens to be a picture of Princess Leia, who just died you know, a few days ago. But anyway, we tell them, we give them this bill, and we and they everybody, everybody wants one, and then we say, you know, this is really good, a million dollars, but if you read what's on the back, it'll help you get to heaven. So we got the plan of salvation on the back, really straight, simple words. We gave out over 500 of these in the four days, and we saw people um, give their life to the Lord. We prayed with a lot of people. We talked to a lot of people. It was just a great time. And then at night, at the end of the day, one of the chapters would always uh, put on a big meal and then we'd have an evening service, um, singing, prayer, testimonies. Always have a guest speaker. So it was a it was a whole lot more than just a ride. Um, I guess in closing, um, I'm looking forward to this next year. It's always a good year when you can trust in the Lord and the Lord's with you. So I'm I don't expect it to be all um, calm. This year, it wasn't, uh, hasn't been in the past, but I'm uh, looking forward to uh, walking through it or going through it with God. Uh, earlier, the last service, I was sitting up here and I was listening to uh, the others, and I was listening to Bill and Marta. Uh, we go back, way back, and we've shared a lot of, uh, a lot of tears together over our kids. Uh, one of their daughters is uh, was best friends with our daughter, and they've. They had their struggles. And, uh, so it's, it's always good to have good friends that you can uh, lean on or support and pray with. So anyway, that's my story. And uh, thank you. Thank you so much, John. Thank you for sharing. Uh, man, it's not, it's not easy to come up here and talk about things that have happened in your life. Uh, the good, the bad, especially. Uh, but like I said, here at CTK Ferndale, we are family. And so one thing that I actually encourage these guys to do is to just share. Uh, enjoy our time here because we're here to share stories with one another. And uh, John, I really appreciate you taking the time to share with us. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to invite Yesenia Galindo to come on up here. Come on up. Hi. Yeah. They're going to clap for you. It's okay. Uh, Yesenia, uh, one thing that I know about her is she makes an amazing tamale. <laughs> right, right. I, if you've had, it's so good, but I digress. Um, uh, I, I've actually been able to talk to uh, youth pastors that she's worked with, and uh, she does such an amazing job with, with students. And I'm super excited for you guys to hear the story that she has to share with you guys about uh, what has happened this past year. So I'm going to ask you the question. Uh, how has God worked in your life this past year, Yesenia? All right, so my year started out by following my passion for missions. I signed up for a six-month discipleship training school um, with YWAM, Youth with a Mission. Um, so this six-month program, the first three months I'll be in Mexico, and it's called the lecture phase, which is I will be um, just going deeper in my faith with Christ and learning effective ways to share the gospel. And then the second three months I'll be in Europe, and um, so that's where we're going to put into action what we've learned. And then this DTS is specifically called Compassion in Action. 
And so everything we do and learn about um, will be specifically geared towards God's heart for the extremely impoverished. So this trip is going to cost me a total of 7000 um, which includes my tuition, room and board, and my flight to, um, to Europe. And so I then comes the question, how am I going to get this money? Uh, so I just started thinking of fundraising ideas, and at the time I was working at the Marriott Hotel. Um, I had a lot of hours, we were super busy, and so I started my budget. And I figured, figured it all out, added it up, and I was going to be on spot on. I was going to have all my money. Um, and then summer ended, and we started slowing down, and my hours got cut in half, pretty much. Um, so I got way, way too behind on my budget. Um, so I decided to go to California for two months. My grandma lives down there and owns a restaurant. So I figured I'd go help her out and get my money in order. I figured I would have more than I needed once I came back after two months. Um, and then a month went by, everything was going perfect. And then the restaurant closed down. <laughs> so that was definitely unexpected and not part of my plan. So I became super anxious and stressed out. I didn't know how I was gonna get this money together. And I just kept asking, you know, why are my plans not working? Why am I just being pushed back and pushed back? And I just got super discouraged. Um, so I came home and with, not only did I come home, but I came home with a pulled muscle in my chest, which is incredibly painful. And there's not much you can do for it other than just relax. <laughs> so I definitely felt like God was telling me to be still. Um, he literally gave me no choice but to do so. And so I, uh, for about a week, I was just home, you know, uh, spending time with the Lord and just figuring out what he wanted me to do next. And so during this time, I just felt a peace come over me and just over my trip and the finances and everything. Um, and since then, I haven't felt any more worry or anxiousness about how I'm going to get my money or anything. So that was that was definitely God because I was freaking out. <laughs> um, so after a week, I started putting in applications online. Um, I still couldn't go out and job hunt. Um, and so I just like, you know, if God, if this is God's will, then he'll make it happen. If not, then I will continue to be still and see what he wants me to do. Um, so I put in the applications and I got an interview and hired the very next day. Um, so I kind of think that's God. <laughs> that's definitely God. <laughs> um, so it was perfect. I could make my own schedule and it was easy. Um, and this time I didn't make a budget. I just figured I would work as much as I can and God will provide. So um, then November 13th came around, just a regular Sunday morning, getting ready for church. And um, I was told that my five-month-old baby cousin had passed away in his sleep, which was Kaylin. Gorgeous, chunky baby. Um, so in my short 20 years of life, I've experienced a lot of death. Um, 
I was sitting next to my grandpa when he took his last breath, and just, I've seen a lot of things in my life, and, but this, this one hurt so much more, and it's hard to explain, it's just so much anger and confusion, and only 160 days, and he's just gone, so just nothing made sense at all. Um, so after about a week or so, of nothing but family, family time, we're just all together nonstop. Um, lots of tears, hugs, and prayers, sharing memories, um, definitely some laughs and inside jokes with my crazy family. Um, but we were slowly putting our broken hearts back together, and we still are, and just with the help of God and being strong for each other. Um, but definitely helped us realize as a family, like, regardless of any drama or anything that's going on, once one of us hurts, we all hurt, and we all just come together regardless. Um, just when you see when you see our family and how supportive we all are, it just, it's incredible. It just warms your heart automatically. Um, so at this point, my trip wasn't even on my mind at all. Um, just my family was so much more important at the time, and I just wanted to be there for them. And then I realized um, that I wasn't even supposed to be home yet. I was still supposed to be in California. And I just completely broke down once I realized that. I was just in tears and I, like, what? I, <laughs> I didn't get it. I wasn't even supposed to be home. Um, but God's plan made it so that I was, I was here for that. Um, I couldn't imagine being in California while all this was going on. Um, I wouldn't have been there to support my cousins and the strongest parents I know. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't have been there for all my cousins <coughs> or my mom who's always the backbone of this family so although it hurts so much we just we definitely got stronger as a family and we're still just keeping it together So the biggest thing that God has really showed me is just keeping your faith and trusting in him, even when it feels impossible. Um, just like Pastor Rich said last week, don't miss seeing what God's doing in your life just because it looks different than you expected. Um, and that's exactly what I was doing. I was not focusing on his plan. I was focusing on mine. Um, so definitely a huge realization and a big reality check for me. Um, like, why why did I think that I was in control of all this? Um, so really the only thing that can explain this past year is God. Everything that happened, every all the connections, it's just, it was all God. Um, so I am still short of about a thousand for my trip, but I am not worried whatsoever. Um, I know that this is what God wants me to do, and this is where he wants me to go. And so I know that he will provide, and he will get me there. Um, and I leave in 12 days, actually. Uh, so, but it'll happen, and so I'm super excited.
Thank you, Yesenia. So hey, if you guys want to buy tamales, uh, just <laughs> she's selling them. They are amazing. Yesenia, thank you so much for sharing. Um, one of my favorite scriptures is found in Matthew chapter 5. It says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, uh, about your body, the clothes that you put on, what you eat. Uh, isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They don't toil. They don't reap. Uh, they don't gather in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not of more value than these? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one second to your life? Guys, we have amazing stories of tragedy and triumph, of uh, things that we go through. And like I said, some of these stories may resonate with you. We all have our own personal stories. I want to invite Bill and Marta to come on up. Uh, Bill and Marta, I've known these guys for a couple of years now, and uh, Bill is an amazing softball player. That's it. Uh, and Marta is an amazing cheerleader. <laughs> softball player, cheerleader. Uh, but they have an amazing story. So, guys, I'm going to hand the mic off to you and ask you guys, how has God worked in your life this past year? Well, God has worked uh, amazingly for us this year. And it's in a way that really you can't see it on the outside, but it's more on the inside. And Marta will ex start explaining this. Well, first off, you need to know that we've been married for 41 years. <laughs> and it's funny because God told me that he was the man I was supposed to marry. And I was only 15 at the time. It's pretty weird. Anyway, <laughs> that's what started this whole thing. <laughs> um, so now we're, we're celebrating the opening of the year 2017. But when I look back on the New Year's Day of 2016, I wasn't exactly excited for the year to come because I'd been living with pain um, on and off every day for at least five years by then. I woke up in pain every morning, and if you looked at it on a scale from one to 10, I woke up in pain varying from four to eight, which was pretty rough. Um, you know, the doctors told me I have fibromyalgia, I have all these other things going on, and you know, medication, 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 doctors, 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 specialists, x-rays, MRIs, the whole thing. That was my life. Uh, that's all I was doing. And I was depressed, one, but then every time I would read the story about the woman, uh, you know, in the New Testament, the story of the woman who just touched the, the hem of Jesus' robe as he was passing by, and she was healed, I would get mad. Why, why could she be healed and I couldn't? There was no answer. I figured, well, maybe it's you have to you have to be in pain for twelve years before you get the healing. But <laughs> I, I don't I don't know about that that theory. I haven't been able to prove that one yet. But um, <laughs> but you know it, it was hard because the enemy took me and he just squished me down. You know it, he just made me think inward. Oh, poor me, poor me. Pity parties all the time, and I, you know. 
that was not how God wanted me to be living. So, but, you know, God and I had a lot of discussions about my healing. And um, finally, he brought me to a, pr a place of rest. Um, not that I, and, and that doesn't mean that I stay in that place of rest all the time because I'll start, I'll read the story again or I'll hear about someone's healing and I'll just be, why can't it be me? But for the most part, God has been able to keep me in a place of rest. I, I haven't, it was hard because prior to me being ill, I was really active in community affairs and political affairs and um, playing softball. I wasn't always the cheerleader I used to play. And, you know, I couldn't do things with my grandkids, like get on my knees, because, shoot, I couldn't get up. Um, but, but then something happened, and it was amazing. So as I watched Marta struggle for many years, it, it was just pain, painful to see that. And it hurt me to see her hurting. So, you know, for every morning before I go to work, you know, I pray for her. She, you know, she'd be conscious sometimes, and sometimes she'd be asleep. But, you know, I I pray with her every every day, and pray for our family, pray for our friends, uh, but deep that prayer as well. But uh, along with our immediate family and our close friends, you know, nobody else really knew what, what Marta was going through. And so I came to a place where I started coming to um, the men's breakfast. And at the end, close to the end of the time, you know, our table would ask anyone had any prayer requests. So... You know, that was my time to, uh, to ask for the group there to pray. And that's kind of unusual for me because I don't, you know, I, th there was a long time where I just would keep things to myself. But, you know, God was teaching me, you know, get it out there. I mean, the more people know, the more people that are praying, you know, the power of prayers is powerful and and then also there was a, a time period where Marta was not coming to church because she hurt so bad in the morning mornings are very hard time for her so I was coming to church by myself and again God was telling me ask for prayer so at the end of the service I come up to the prayer team up here and ask them to Pray, pray for Marta that she would, you know, God would, you know, help her. And then something happened. The one thing I've known about Bill all these years is he's a, he's a man of faith. He prays with total confidence that God will answer his prayers. I haven't tended to be that way. I... I just, I guess I don't expect anything. And that's probably, that's a bad way to be. But that's, after all these years of, you know, all this suffering, yeah, I just kind of gave up on expectations. 
So what happened next was really surprising for me. Uh, as Bill said, we'd been praying. A lot of people in the congregation were praying. Um, and so one morning, and actually that date is etched in my mind forever, October 19th, I woke up. I was lying in bed thinking, I was like, hmm, something different. I don't know what's going on. And then, then I realized that I had awakened with no pain. And I was like, wow, I was astounded. I just started giggling. I was like, oh, I was just like, I was giggling. I was like a little kid. This is amazing, right? And so um, I told Bill, and we kind of kept that to ourselves, too, because here I went again with my doubting. I thought, well, I'm going to wait and see if this lasts, you know, more than a few days, more than a week, at least a month, and then I'll start telling people, right? So <laughs> we we did actually wait. <laughs> but it's been two and a half months, and I'm still waking without pain. <coughs> That's not to say that I don't have pain the rest of the day, but just that one, that one thing of waking without pain is so amazing. Because starting your day in pain just really, it, it, it doesn't work very well. Oh, and I wanted to tell you, too, because I know it's probably weird that I'm up here with sunglasses, and <laughs> I know you people have seen me coming with my pillow to church. Um, part of this, I have fibromyalgia and stuff. Um, part of it is that my body is hypersensitive to all the things that we sense, and I have to wear sunglasses because, to me, these lights are too bright. I mean, I even have to, like, when I'm having a really bad period of uh, pain and Flare. Um, I have to watch sunglasses. I mean, I have to wear sunglasses while I'm watching TV because <laughs> it's too bright for me. But that's just, I just needed to tell you so you know why I'm carrying a pillow and wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Anyways, um, is it your turn now? <laughs> I don't know where we are. Oh, I know what I wanted to. I, when all this um, came to pass, the scripture that came to mind immediately was about um, prayer. It's in James 5.16. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And that's so true, and I have seen it. I have seen the example in the love and the prayer that my my husband has bathed me in for all these years. Well, thank you. But <laughs> um, I don't drop all the things. Anyway, um, the prayer is very important. And, and again, I want to stress that, you know, reach out to those that can, that can pray for you the prayer team, and also I forgot to mention earlier that my daughter's uh, small group has been with us and stuck by with us, prayed for us during some difficult times in our life. Um, okay. I want to mention one more thing that the Lord has provided in all this difficulty. Um, our daughter, Danielle, she's with us here today. Um, she lives with us, and she and I joke that 
together we make one woman. <laughs> but, but the honest truth is that without her, our household wouldn't run. I'm not able to do a lot of the, the housework that you know, a, a normal woman would do. Anyways, but without her, her special bubbly spirit and her helping hands and her helping heart, I wouldn't even be able to stand here before you today because I wouldn't be able to get my clothes clean or whatever. That's the truth. So thank you, baby. <laughs> and thank you, everyone here and my church family. You don't know how much it means to me to come in and get some hugs, some loving on me, and prayers when, when I need it, when I'm falling apart. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Bill, Marta. I always thought you wore the glasses because you were a diva. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone else did, too. You amazing woman, you. So that's what I thought. So now we know. Uh, thank you guys so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, how about another hand for these guys? I'm going to let you guys get back to your seats here. As we go, and as these guys are uh, heading down to their seats, I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up. Uh, oh, yes, sir. Oh, hold on. Young man needs to talk. Uh, Clark, Clark said we do things informal around here. Uh, I forgot one very important thing. Uh, I wouldn't want to leave this out. Uh, I think I forgot. I, I can't remember for sure. But <laughs> um, our, I told you there have been, been lots of prayers for our son over the years. Uh, he is, uh, I, I need to tell you, he is off of all the, all the hard drugs. He did it the hard way, just the cold turkey, as they say. Uh, yeah, he is, um, <laughs> praise God, he's, he's healing, you know, his body and his mind is healing. Uh, he's, his wife uh, still with him and supports him. And uh, I couldn't leave that out, or the, that's the most important thing. Thank you. Thank you, John. Yeah. Guys, stories like this, uh, like I said, they may resonate. You may have your own personal story. One of the beauty, uh, the beautiful things here at CTK Ferndale is that we as a family get to share in these types of stories. We get to do life together. So I definitely encourage you guys as uh, 2017 comes into play now that we would be able to share life and do life together as a family. Uh, so I encourage you to find Yesenia and John and Bill and Marta. I encourage you guys to meet other people and share those stories because we've all have, we all have stories of what God has done this past year in 2016. But it just reminds me of what we celebrated last week. We celebrated Christmas and the birth of our Savior who was born into a messy, dark world. That just reminds me that God is not afraid of the messiness of life. He is not afraid. So whatever we're going through right now, whatever 2016 has brought into 2017, my hope and my prayer is that you guys would know that we have a confidence and a hope because our God is not afraid of what happens in our lives. He is not afraid. Amen. Let's pray, guys. Thank you so much, Father, for who you are, for all that you do.